Welcome, welcome, welcome to another exciting edition of Belly of the Beast. I am Brandon Lou, Brandon Lou. And I'm the mighty Alicia. And we are romping and stomping our way indoors. Yeah, we are home. Oh, no. This is is what we are relegated to. We are romping and stomping inside the house. Yeah, it's... But, and I am, to keep the rhythm going, I am so happy to be back. Yes, I too am happy to be back. You know, it's... It's it's a great feeling. This feels familiar. Having the mic in front of me, having, you know, just watching the numbers go as we press play. A freaking working audio interface. Oh, my God, guys. So we didn't even, we didn't even, okay, as the person who does our sound, I'm uniquely pissed because, like, we didn't even shut down because of the pandemic. Like, a week before everything hit the fan, something like a week or two our audio interface went kaput. Like, if you've been following us, I released a little, like, comic about it, about me trying to get this audio working, and it was just not. Like, it was awful. It was it was really frustrating because that happened... It happened just at a really bad time. It happened before the pandemic, and we obviously live in New York City, but if you're a first-time listener... Um, we're in New York City. Bam. So you know that uh, it's crazy. You see the news. You probably think it's crazier than it actually is, but that doesn't make it any less. It ain't that crazy if your ass is staying inside like somebody with some goddamn sense. Yeah. Coming to you live from New York City, the epicenter of the crisis. Yeah, but somehow. But I think people are imagining like the Walking Dead sirens going on, and, and mind you, there are sirens actually going off. There are a lot of sirens. A lot, but <laughs> especially when you live, you know, closer you live to a hospital, the more sirens you hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's oh, and contrary to I don't know how popular this belief is, but it is not because they're just sirening in the night to just celebrate. The um, nurses. No, 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 no. People are suffering, yeah. and you are hearing sirens in the net. Yeah. Um, so, of course, that's going on, which slowed down our ability to get a new uh, interface in. And the fact that um, I was sadly laid off from my job, and so our money has been chopped into, and right. so we had to save up for a while. That stimulus check really helped. Furthermore, it was a little embarrassing because we introduced our new like schedule format. Yes. <laughs> so it was a little embarrassing for us because we were very excited to bring you new episodes on the 15th and the 30th of every month. We had something like two successful drops in that if even. scheduled thing before it was just like, there goes your interface. And and I think lastly is we were ready to record. That's how we knew that Ugh. everything was messed up in the first place. Yes. As we went to sit down and record an episode. We had a whole episode planned. We've scrapped that episode because we can't even remember what we ate. Sorry, Oro. Your food was good, though. Also, and, and while, you know, I don't know. I might bring up what we had anyway because it's the last. I feel like it's the last restaurant we went to. It 
And it might. No, that's not true. Technically, the last restaurant we went to was IHOP. <laughs> and I'm quite sure I've badmouthed IHOP on this show. Oh, my but, gosh. Um, what do you have against the International House of Pancakery? Well, first of all, for a brief time, they tried to be IHOP, so they don't get no love from me. Oh, uh, I was tight about that. <laughs> no, I was ready to throw IHOP away when they were just like, oh, we're going to be IHOP with B because burgers. I was just like, yeah. And, and, and I know it's get a, that out of here. It's a publicity stunt, but ridiculous. It was bad. But like, is anyone you know? Speaking of little publicity stunts for like major chains, is Dunkin' Donuts just Dunkin'? Did that ever like last, or is it still Dunkin' Donuts? Because I remember they were supposed to be just Dunkin'. I wish you could see my face, Dunkin' Donuts, trying to make themselves cool. <laughs> I don't know, and I don't care. I'm grown. You will be Dunkin' Donuts because that is what I grew up saying. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, lump it. I'm going to walk in to Dunkin' Donuts. If you just Dunkin'. If they're even open. It, you know what? Real talk. And I specifically don't want to dedicate a lot of time to talking about the pandemic that's going around, like, everyone knows. Everyone has been beaten over the head with it. Everyone is inundated with information constantly about it. And I don't want Belly of the Beast to be part of that. Right. Plus, us being able to talk right now is a great way for us to get our minds off of that. This is what I'm saying. But a brief aside, I do not want to go outside. Like, it is New York. We are in the epicenter of the crisis for the United States. Um... And everyone seems really gung-ho to, like, throw away the old people and the asthmatics. And I have asthma. Don't throw my life away. I am staying inside. You guys don't seem to care about me, shit. Oh, you know, it's just just old people and people with pre-existing conditions like asthma. Mad of us have asthma. Do you know how much stuff New York builds? There's mad smog in the air. Mad of us have asthma. Nope, I'm staying inside. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you miss restaurants. We also miss restaurants. Our obviously. entire podcast well, <laughs> is centered around restaurants. What so now, even are we about to talk to you about? Yeah, so now we find ourselves in a position to transition our uh, normal lingo. And that said, Belly of the Beast, right now, we're, we're going to, I think we're going to be talking about the food that we make. Recipes Luckily for y'all, I could throw down in the kitchen. <laughs> recipes that we've tried out, things we've missed. There, there, there's still room for exploration. And someone who's me, uh, I'm not culinary gifted. You know, you're never gonna find me on like Chopped Champions or. Oh no, Chopped is a different level. Yeah, that's uh, I'm 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 not that guy. Don't I'm, hand me an ostrich heart. I'm not cooking it. Like I didn't. I'm not even auditioning for the show. I'm not. Uh, I'm not no, a runner up. In fact, Chopped. If you are somehow <laughs> listening to this, stay away from me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't do nothing with no bag of Cheetos and and I don't know soy sauce and with with the five ingredients. Just no, I can't do nothing. No. But I've been trying my hand in the kitchen because we got to eat. Yes, I'm so proud of you. And so, and so I think we're, we're going to talk about that. And that said, we've also already, and, and maybe we'll talk about it, we probably will, uh, we've been stretching outside of our cultural dishes and 
venturing into areas because like for a long time like even now i think the first thai food spot opened up in the area oh my god i it's, miss it, them so asian much. food has been just um, non-existent yeah the the whole uh, uh asian community not just Ugh. chinese thai japanese korean the, like, it feels like everybody is, of racism out here has really really hurt yeah, them they, they, they're all suffering and like they're suffering more than us we just miss the food yeah you like, know, this is a first-world-ass want. Like, I don't owe anybody thousands of dollars in bills because my clientele missed my food. Yeah. So we've been, we've been in the kitchen because we missed the food, and we we're, we're outside of Manhattan and, and, and all of the trendy areas of Brooklyn. Thank God, because apparently they clap every night in Manhattan, and that <laughs> would be annoying. <laughs> yeah, that's not what we do with our pots and pans. No. no Queens no. is not doing that. Sorry, Manhattan. <laughs> I don't know. So, so, some areas. I could, I could see some areas of Queens doing Astoria, it. where the white people are. So, so let, me, let me ask you this, then. Um, what have you missed, specifically? If you could go to a restaurant and... Order like I'm not. I'm not limiting the restaurant or what you could order. What What would you order right now? You know I would go get me some ramen, mm-hmm. some quality ramen. I miss good ramen. I was just going through my photos, and the bowls of ramen and the photos were just so delicious looking. And I'm just like, yo, I miss you. I just, I could practically smell your deliciousness through the page. Just like, let me just eat you. Just, just come here. And it's just so difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been, oh, I have been getting my ramen fix with like by doctoring instant ramen. Right. And I am pretty blessed, one, to live less than 30 minutes away from an H Mart. Yay. And two, to have several of the ingredients to help jazz up ramen, instant ramen in my home. I don't have stuff like nori. But I do have fish sauce, I do have soy sauce, I do have sesame oil, I do have rice wine vinegar, I do have mirin on hands. It's because I love Asian food. So ramen. Yeah. And dumplings that don't give me the runs. I tried to switch. (laughs) Yo, guys. (laughs) Woo, that was honest. I love it. I tried to switch over to like, frozen dumplings because again i live near h mart and like it was going real good for a smooth minute and then like in minute two it was just like well you might be eating too many dumplings and it uh, it, it went bad so I'm, I'm taking a dumpling break even though that's my other favorite food and this continues to be an ongoing trauma but I whatever i guess what about you all right so this is this is tough i was trying to use this time to think about it I'm just really using microphone therapy right now to just get everything that's on my mind off of my chest. But uh, I've had some time to think about it. And we had went apple picking. Uh, We didn't get to go last year. And now I feel like we're not going to get to go this year. And it really wasn't on my mind until just this second. I was going to say something else entirely. But now that I'm thinking about it, I could really use an apple donut. That donut that we had? Yes, the apple uh, donut was really good. It was, it, oh my goodness, like that. I could really go for it. And, and, and because, like, I don't know what how farms are impacted by any of this. 
Um, and I, I, don't, know, I don't trust the people who would want to visit the farm to be properly social distancing. Like the the fish kill farms, that is where we went when we went apple picking. Right. They are certainly large enough to enjoy apple picking right. in a socially distant way. But I don't trust, trust the others. Right. And the hayride through the fields mm-hmm. doesn't have a. It's not. It's not even six feet. It's in the back of like a pickup right. or something. Like. Mm-mm. And, and I just, uh, I don't trust it. I don't know what farming is like in that situation. We know that some other, like, we know there's, like, a beef shortage. And uh, I've seen, like, potatoes get thrown out in other farms in other states. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I did see that I, picture. I, I, don't, I don't know what the farm situation is like. I don't know what the apple situation is like. Yo, you got free-ass potatoes. Just send me them potatoes. And you you see that there's people out there doing squats to get into the gym. That's their gym protest. And why that <laughs> angers me so much. Like, why would you protest the gym, the, the closing of the gym by illustrating you don't need a fucking gym? No, you're getting a great workout protesting. And, and, Stay and, and, bringing, out. and I'm bringing it up not because I want to get political, but I feel like. The only way I can get a good apple donut is by going apple picking. Cause where are we at? There's no Krispy Kreme by us. There's no. <laughs> I have um self rising yeast in the house um and apple cider vinegar. I could try to make whip us up some donuts. Hey, we could have a whole apple fest here in the house, and maybe we'll have a, a episode about that one day. But if we're talking about what's on my mind right now, what do I miss? If I could get anything right this second. I might get me an apple donut. And oh. I know it's not even autumn. We're not even in season. I'm ahead of myself. I could have mm-hmm. said anything else, but right now, apple donuts are my mind. You know what he's <laughs> ahead of himself? Because we all know summer is a dub. Mm-hmm. Summer is a dub. Oh, uh, I don't know if y'all are still holding out to go to the beach this summer, but if you're in New York, I'm just side-eyeing you, baby, because no, you're not going. Look into Cuomo's eyes. You're not going. (laughs) (laughs) You're not. Um, So, yeah. And I I feel like we started this episode off on a very Asian kick. So I think I want to talk about the Mongolian beef. Baby, talk about that Mongolian beef. Okay. So I want to say last week or the week before... All of the recipes that we're experimenting with and trying out are basically because I whine loudly. (laughs) (laughs) I miss going out. I miss going to restaurants. I didn't realize how spoiled I was with restaurants until we had to really, really stay inside. And it's just like I was feeling... Just super petulant. I wanted to go to the Jade Lounge. I want to sit next to the koi pond and look at the creepy koi fish. They're kind of creepy. And I want Mongolian beef. And so I was really, like, stuck on this Mongolian beef that I wanted. And I was just like, yo, I could whip up a mean teriyaki chicken. What is in the Mongolian beef? Turns out Mongolian beef is super easy. I believe that I scored the recipe for this particular Mongolian beef from a website called dinnerthendessert.com. And they had a recipe called Easy Mongolian Beef. And so I was just like, well, if it's easy, I want it. The recipe consists of, 
you know, I really hate these websites. You got to scroll down so far just to get to the recipe. I'm going to share the recipe as a screenshot with you guys on our Instagram so that you don't have to scroll a million years to get to the recipe. I'm also going to share a link in the description. The ingredients for this, it says Mongolian beef is easy to make in just 30 minutes. Crispy, sweet, and full of garlic and ginger flavors you love from your favorite Chinese restaurant. This yields four servings. We ate all four of those servings in one night, instantaneously. So two servings if you like to eat. Um, Prep time is 10 minutes. The cook time is 15 minutes. The total time is about a half hour. The ingredients are one pound of flank steak, uh, one-fourth a cup of cornstarch, one-fourth a cup of canola oil, two teaspoons of fresh ginger mince, one tablespoon of garlic mince, a third a cup of light soy sauce, we used regular soy sauce. I, I'm going to tell you our adjustments in a minute. Um, a third a cup of water, a half a cup of dark brown sugar, and four stalks of scallions, green parts only, cut into two-inch pieces. So we did a couple of cheats with the ingredients because there are random shortages, and I live in the hood, and finding specific, specific cuts of meat can be difficult. So... We picked up what steak did we pick up? Did right. you pick up? I don't yeah. be going outside. I have asthma. Yeah, so uh, um, not all heroes wear capes, and uh, <laughs> you know I, I, I be the hero of uh, I be the hero of dinner sometimes because I'm the one that brings it here. Yeah, and he literally brings home the bacon. <laughs> among other things, it, it's uh, and on this particular day, we got some uh, just beef round. It was just some uh, beef rounds. We uh, had we previously. Had- Hold, hold on now. We we had previously had pepper steak, but I had used up the pepper steak, and uh, Alicia's very upset about that. But I had the beef round, and beef round is basically the same thing as pepper steak. I just cut up the slices myself. Um, I believe we had some pepper steak. There was we, some we pepper half steak. and half it. Yeah, uh, so, and, and it's basically the same thing. Um, you know, when when you put it on the pan, it browns real quick. It uh, doesn't take a lot of time to, uh, uh, once it's on the pan. As someone who is also involved in the whole putting this meal together thing, let me tell you something. Prep time goes as far as I say it goes. <laughs> I'd I be looking at the prep time sometimes like, prep time is only 10 minutes. But sometimes, man, I got the music on. I'm dancing. I'm slicing uh, uh, the beef round. I wasn't expecting, but we didn't have enough of the pepper steak. So, uh, you know. Prep time may have been a lo- little longer than 10 minutes, but I had a good time. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so, from the experienced cooking side of this equation, his prep time is like four times longer than everybody else's prep time. He takes a long time to prep everything. Like, That's true. I will send him downstairs and be like, oh, can you like cut some onions for me? And I will come downstairs literally an hour later and nothing will be ready. And it's just like, the music wasn't right. Stares the at music got to be right. I will be upstairs, hungry as hell, and this man will be downstairs talking about the music wasn't right with nothing <laughs> ready. It's frustrating, but he's learning. So the prep time is ten minutes. So, um, a personal struggle with cooking Asian food versus eating Asian food. It's so flavorful and wonderful, and I love Asian food. But I've been black my whole life, and not a lot of seasoning goes into this food. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, 
like I read you the ingredients. They didn't say nothing about onion powder. They didn't say nothing about garlic powder. They didn't say anything about like pre-treating the meat. You really like the process of it is why don't you start us off? I feel like I've been over talking. Well, well, I, I, I'm interested in hearing you talk because you're the one who really wanted this, but also you wanted something that was, at least in your mind, came from the spot Jade Lounge. We've never reviewed Jade Lounge here. Um, That's re- gonna be the first place we go to. <laughs> the the recipe that we got may not have been necessarily what they used at Jade Lounge. Um, what you may have added may not have been what they used at Jade Lounge as right. well. So it's, it's, there's room, I think, for improvisation when there's a certain thing you're looking for. Um, okay. My question, though, um, is where, 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 where do you draw the line between, I guess, respecting the culture of the food versus... Because, like, there's no rules in the kitchen. You can do whatever you want. It's your food. It's going in your stomach. If I'm trying to have something of a specific culture and I want to have the flavor of that meal I personally like you know I'm a very by the book the recipe guy and that's mm-hmm. not to say that I won't add anything but there's a good chance like I'm more likely to add a little extra of what was already on the list than add something that wasn't on the list and I feel I know that about you and I sometimes feel like that is a difference of experience because my thing is I always add more seasonings to the recipe. For me, the recipe is a loose guide, like 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 an outline for your essay. You, you I've been black my whole life. Like I, I don't know if you season. I don't trust you. Mm-hmm. When I see a recipe, I'm just like, all right, so I'm gonna add like mad more seasonings to this. But specifically with Asian food, I have messed up a couple of times. I remember my first first teriyaki chicken didn't go too well. It tasted it wasn't bad, but it tasted like an Asian-inspired Southern stew mm-hmm. because I over-seasoned the meat. Right. And that's the thing. That's a real risk. Like, yeah. I, I'm never going to tell someone not to do what they want in the kitchen, but that's a real risk that you run. Um, I've learned that... I've learned from you, really, that you sometimes got to add more. Like, I'll try to coat uh, meat in the the cornstarch and i'll add it by the book and it didn't cover the whole uh uh, the whole chicken or it didn't cover the whole beef or whatever i'm supposed to be coating the the i didn't use i used the amount that was on that piece of paper right but i didn't use the amount to actually cover everything and i gotta add more and that at the same time you could also end up with something too salty very quickly or just uh 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 or too garlicky, or too just you, you have this too garlicky is not a thing. I, <laughs> all right, all right, but 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 like you you can definitely walk away with a. It's how to make those sounds. I was actually instructed not to make those sounds as our as we returned, but this time it was intentional. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um. But but it's it's there's a real risk there. So where did you find yourself here as you're doing this? One of the first things I noticed because I did leave Big Belly to do the prep here. Um, when I came downstairs, the so we put the meat in a Ziploc bag, a small Ziploc bag. We threw the quarter cup of cornstarch into it, and you shake up the bag to coat the meat. 
First of all, I don't love this method of coating because I feel like it's hard to get an even coating quickly. For me, I'm hungry. Time is of the essence. It would have been much easier time, to- Time, T-I-M-E or yes, T-H? Uh, both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, time is of the essence. I'm always about getting the food out faster and with less dishes. So the Ziploc bag appealed to me because less dishes, but it would have been a lot faster to simply dump the meat into a bowl and throw the cornstarch on top of it and then hand toss it with your hands. Right. It would have been more evenly coated and it would have been faster. Like you can still do it in a Ziploc bag, but you gotta be shaking for dumb long and it's just like, I don't have upper body strength. What you think this is? This ain't a shake weight, get out of here. <laughs> so, um, we needed more cornstarch, and I would say we probably used up to another fourth a cup. So adjustment number one, you need about half a cup of cornstarch if you're actually going to be using the Ziploc bag method. There wasn't a whole lot of cornstarch left over in the bottom of the bag at the end. Um, I felt like after adding another fourth a cup, that was definitely a much better adjustment. The second change I made, I just couldn't resist, guys. I added more onion powder. I added onion powder. There was no onion powder in this recipe, and I just, I don't believe in that. So I, <laughs> the cornstarch and the meat were in the bag. I sprinkled some onion powder into it and then tossed it again because, I mean, I, I just, come on. So um, you're supposed to do that, and then you stick it into the pan. Your pan should be hot. So your best bet is to put your pot on the oven, start your fire, drop the, coat your meat, and by the time the oil and the pan have heated up, the meat should be properly coated. You shouldn't add, if you're frying stuff, pro tip, you shouldn't add the stuff you're frying to the pan until the oil is hot or else you won't get a good like crisp on it. So you want to wait till that oil is hot. You can test the heat of the oil by adding a little, by taking the flour on your like fingertips and like flicking it over the pan. If the flour hits the pan and dissolves instantly, that oil is ready. If it sits there for a second and needs to think and then it fizzles out slowly, no bro, you need to wait like another minute. Um, so. I added the meat to the pan. I did this in two and a half batches because if you crowd the meat, um, it will only steam as opposed to getting super crispy. So you wanna spread the meat out and make sure that it's crisping properly. Mongolian beef is crispy. Um, turning the meat was kind of tough actually for me because the strips were so small. Like Mongolian beef is not usually made with pepper steak. It's like these, these flatter slices, larger slices of meat that would be easier to flip over with a spatula. It's doable, it was just slightly annoying. So get your spatula, do what you have to do with that. Um, after I did my three batches of, to of um, frying up the beef, I secretly sprinkled more onion powder on it after I took it out of the pan. <laughs> um, and what you're supposed to do after that is essentially create the sauce. And so add the garlic and the ginger to the pan. We actually donked this step a bit because there was a lack of communication in the kitchen between myself and Big Belly. 
So the garlic went into the pan, but no ginger went into the pan. And I'm gonna circle back to this later. So you add the garlic, you saute the garlic for a highly short amount of time, really just until the garlic becomes fragrant, not more than 15 seconds. The sauce, you need the soy sauce, the lights, the recipe calls for light soy sauce. We use regular regular soy sauce because reasons. You add the brown sugar to it and the ginger to the same pan once again. Um, I'm a huge supporter of less dishes. So, and you're searing the meat in one pan and you add the soy sauce to the same pan when you're done searing the meat. And what this does is it, it leaves some of the flavor of the beef in the pan. And what a lot of experienced chefs do is like, when you add like your new sauce to your pan and it's starting to cook up, you add the soy sauce, the water, and the dark brown sugar to the pan. We only had light brown sugar, but if you're in a pinch and you're like me and you only had light brown sugar, if you have some molasses on hand, throw some molasses in there. The only difference between light brown sugar and dark brown sugar is the content of molasses inside the sugar. So simply add more molasses to the pan if you've got it. If not, you can sort of cheat using maple syrup. I didn't do that, but it does increase the depth of flavor. So once you add your wet ingredients to the pan, you wanna get it to a nice rolling boil and then take your spatula or your wooden spoon and just scrape the bottom of the pan. Like you shouldn't be working hard like you burnt something, but all those little tiny meat particles in the bottom of the pan, you want them to come up off the bottom of the pan. One, so that washing your dishes afterward is easier. And two, so that you can get those flavors into your new sauce. So I definitely did that. Um, after it gets to a nice rolling boil, you scrape up the bottom of the pan like we talked about. After that, you add the steak back into this delicious sauce. You let it cook for another minute. Um, if you decide that the sauce is too thin, you can make a cornstarch slurry, which is basically you take cornstarch and like water, I think cold water works better with dissolving the cornstarch and making sure that it doesn't have lumps, but I have to double check that because it might actually be hot water. But you want to make sure cornstarch with the water and you wanna really whisk it to make sure there are no lumps. Lumps are super annoying. Lumps of flour and cornstarch and like powdered ingredients are super annoying to encounter when you're trying to eat. So make sure that's proper and if you feel the need, throw it back in the pan. Um, we didn't, ours cooked down enough so that the sauce was pretty thick. About a minute before everything is done, you're going to want to add your sliced green onions. We used two extra stalks of green onions because I'm just a freak for green onions. Now, uh, not on this day, uh, but definitely while we were all quarantined up, I was sent outside to get green onions. I had no clue that scallions were called green onions. That is a translation error that I have never realized before. I was like, green onions, what the hell are you talking about? I'm looking, I'm seeing the red onions, the white onions, I'm seeing Vidalia. This man is looking I'm for seeing... a circular green onion, folks. And I ain't seen no damn green onion. I had no clue that scallions are green onions. And I know I'm not alone. I know I'm not the only one. Yep. I just wish that that... that I was informed much earlier. I, and see, I'm experienced. I didn't even 
think to just be like, oh, get get the scallions. But because I said get the scallions, I said green onions, green onions are scallions. I, it never occurred to me to explain. Right, but right, right. that's why it's dope that there are two of us. There's one of us here who's not so experienced and one of us here who's very experienced. I might skip steps in explaining things. And that is why we need each other. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, scallions, I'm so, I'm so happy uh, that we had those. And we used more, I believe, than the recommended amount because oh, yeah. we like scallions in this house, man. Raw scallions, cooked scallions, hand me a scallion, I'm gonna eat that Like man. Scallions, I think, like aside from the fact that it's beef and beef is what makes the meal, like scallions help make this meal what it is. Like, ah, mm-hmm. uh, so much flavor in this low grain thing. Yes. And so it was at this point, after the beef went back into the sauce, that I tasted the sauce. Ladies and gentlemen, pro tip. If you are cooking, you have to taste the food. At multiple points in the meal, you taste it to make sure one, everything is coming out correctly, and two, that everything is coming out correctly. It's that important, you taste the food. I call it the chef's taste, I need to. So I'm tasting, the sauce, and I'm just like, oh my God, the sauce is wrong. Oh my goodness, the sauce is wrong. And I'm not saying anything to Big Belly because I don't want to like alarm him, but I'm just like, this doesn't taste right at all. And it was because unbeknownst to me, even though I had asked Big Belly to prep, he didn't prep the ginger. ginger. And there was a good reason for this, but he didn't tell me. So I thought the ginger was already in it. And I'm just like, why does it taste not good? Now, see, now the miscommunication here is we were talking about what materials we had, what ingredients we had to make this thing. And uh, because of limited amount of space and also preservation uh, in the fridge, the ginger is in the freezer. And when this was brought up, it was, uh, it's my understanding, we were skipping the ginger because we did not have enough time. We didn't take it out earlier to uh, thaw it out, so to speak. Um, so since we didn't do that, I didn't use, I didn't pull out the ginger at all. And he made an assumption about skipping the ginger, and that was not accurate. I have made Asian food before. You don't skip the ginger. That's like secretly the main ingredient you want it to be the scallions but it's actually the ginger yeah ginger ginger definitely that was the other thing that made this thing yeah it was no adding no ginger means it's not it's not gonna be mongolian beef it's not gonna taste right it's gonna be gross so i'm secretly tasting it and i'm and i'm looking through my cabinets because i'm like what can i add to this because like it's not doing what i want it doesn't taste the way i remember and very casually big belly's like oh you should add some ginger powder to it since there was no ginger and I like turn to this guy aghast and I'm just like, yo, what? <laughs> because also ginger is a root. It, you can just slice through it and take off like an inch of ginger, put it in some hot water and thaw your ginger out. That would have taken 10 minutes. His prep time took like 40 minutes. We could have definitely added the fresh ginger. I'm starting to feel insulted here. I'm sorry, baby. Um, <laughs> perhaps do take a long time but um, we could have definitely added the fresh ginger and that I was ready to be super frustrated but we added the powdered ginger and honestly it worked that's what it's there for it worked so this calls for I think two tablespoons of ginger of grated ginger, of chopped ginger rather, two teaspoons of fresh ginger. So what I did was I used 
two teaspoons of ground ginger and I gave it a little extra zhuzh because like powdered versus fresh, like it doesn't translate quite the same way. So it was closer to two and a half teaspoons of powdered ginger. But instantly the meal was better. And I added it at the wrong time. I added it after the meat was back in. It was secretly done. It was cooking down. I felt a little too much. Like, but the and ginger, the ginger changed the, chem- the, the chemistry of the whole dish. It elevated it. It was wonderful. I threw the scallions in after that, cooked it for another minute so that those guys would break down. The sauce had evaporated enough, condensed enough so that it became like this really delicious, sticky sauce. Like, it worked. Like, I loved it. So I would definitely make this recipe again. Mm-hmm. I hope you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do feel that the onion powder helped. Yeah. I would not salt the meat because we did not use low sodium soy sauce. True. So don't add any extra salt because you have the soy sauce. But I would yeah. definitely recommend this recipe to any and all of my, our listeners, which I just have on the air. So grab it. The link will be here. Um, I look forward to trying it again. That was really good. It's not something that my family, your family ever makes. It's outside of our culture. And it was nice to know that it really wasn't that difficult to make. It was not. Like Once you have everything prepped... Like, everything is really just step-by-step, step, super easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very quick meal, and it's very it's, a, it's very high yield. It's quick to make. It's very delicious. You feel fancy. Add your little garnish. And, and as someone who doesn't like to cook, that's the kind of meal I like most. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be standing by the stove for two hours, three hours. Chained uh, to the stove. Yeah, it's, it, it's not my thing. I really like to do, if it's under an hour, that's, that's my kind of joy. Right. So circling back, since this recipe doesn't require a lot of seasonings, really the only thing I added was onion powder. And if you know me, that was incredibly conservative. The best way to really increase the depth of flavor in this meal is to one, make sure you're using the dark brown sugar. And if you don't have that, add a little molasses or something that's going to increase your depth of flavor. Definitely marinate the meat beforehand. That's really how you can imbue it with like layers of flavor without like pre-seasoning it and muddying the flavors of what is going on in the specific flavor palette that is Mongolian beef. But I would say this was definitely a success. Thumbs up. Absolutely. Um, I think if anything, now I'm I'm motivated to maybe find some side dishes to go with this so we can have a whole cuisine. We should talk about your side dish. What? I made a side dish that day? No. No. Okay. So so next episode, we will talk about Big Belly's side dishes. I want to make it like a a segment or something. Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) The Brandon Bites. Lord. Okay. Why are you? Whatever. Why are you unhappy? I, next week we'll definitely talk about me cooking yeah. and uh, the results of these uh, arrangements. He's just frightened. He I, does so good. <laughs> I don't know why. Like I don't get fake compliments. I, I, I'm not saying that I'm, uh, I did badly. I'm very happy with uh, what I've done. Um, and and today was a you dish. So I guess next time we'll talk about a me dish. And, and uh, yeah, I did do a couple of side dishes, some other things. Uh, you know, whatever, whatever's clever, Trevor. We'll do it. 
Yeah. And um, I think one of the joys of talking to you guys about cooking at home will be going into and chatting with you folks about the troubleshooting aspect of cooking. Because unfortunately, it just rarely goes all the way 100% according to plan. Like if you are going to start cooking, if you're making stuff that's outside your purview, if you're getting out of your comfort zone with stuff you're cooking, there's going to be mishaps. And sometimes you might have something that you think you've got it all figured out. And then you realize that you didn't stop by the store and pick up that one piece of uh, uh, equipment you need. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like now you got to improvise because you right. missed that thing. You already started cooking. Can't stop now. So my pro tip for those of us who are just like starting to cook at home is one If you're using a nice recipe, you're going to want to read the fullness of the recipe before you start. Read the ingredient list before you go shopping, but read the whole recipe before you start. Because, like, if they have instructions that are, like, time sensitive, that means they need to be pre-prepped before you start. So it's just, like, I feel like cooking dinner is, like, the watercolor painting of the culinary world because if you make mistakes you can reseason you can you can like if there's too much salt you can throw in some temporary potatoes to a dish to have them absorb the salt and you take them out if you if the dish doesn't call for that okay. like there's there's things that you can do but like baking baking is chemistry baking is an exact science if you're making cream puffs and it says that you need to whisk your cream filling constantly and then in minute Four, add caster sugar. If you had that caster sugar in minute five, I mean, you're, you're playing with the chemistry of it. You might have messed it up. So you want to have stuff like that prepped and ready for you to throw in it. So it would behoove you to read the whole recipe. And just know that troubleshooting is something that you're going to have to do. So it pays to have somebody who's a little more experienced than you that you can call in case of emergency or shout upstairs to. Just in case you need a little help, <laughs> have that person call them, yeah. Zoom meeting with them. Oh, wow. I look, I look forward to hearing from everybody. I want to know what you're making. I want to know what you miss. I want to know what restaurant you're going to once all this craziness uh, ends and you're able to go back outside again. I want to know what places are already open and you're ordering from. I, I want to know, know your places. <laughs> I want to know where you're eating at. I want to know everything. So the mighty Alicia has been (laughs) trying to encourage me to open up the calls to listeners. So if there's anything that you would like us to try and make, if there's anything that you miss from the restaurants, if there's anything you want to talk about, uh, I'm up. I'm. I want to hear it. I want to hear what you made in the kitchen. I want to know what you're cooking. I want to know what you wish you could cook. What you? I know. I know that the black and Hispanic women are chefing it up. Ladies, what <laughs> are you making, ladies? Please tell me. Send pictures. I am part of Planet Ejoban, a group on Facebook. I have seen y'all photos. I know you chefing it up. Talk mm-hmm. to me, lovelies. Send pics. What you eating? I want to know. Uh, please, let me know. Hit us up. We are very easy to reach. All you got to do is follow Belly of Bob on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us by looking up Belly of the Beast on Facebook. There is an at Bob's Beasts. 
You can hit me up directly at Lewis or Brandon on Twitter and Instagram. And also, Brandon Lou and the Mighty Alicia also have a Facebook page. We're really easy to get in contact with. Yep. Uh, be sure to like, share, and subscribe uh, to our content wherever you're listening to. If you're listening, like we're recording this on Anchor, uh, but if you're listening on Spotify, you know there's a subscribe button. And if Do you're it. listening on, <laughs> if you're listening Podcast. on Stitcher, Apple Rager. Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever, you subscribe to us. Uh, I on, promise you know you we'll be here. Content. You thought we was leaving you? We ain't no. leaving you. Wow. This has been an emotional ride. I'm glad we got this off our chest. Oh, yeah. Like, I've missed you guys. I've missed talking into the mic. I've missed sharing what we've got going on. And and I promise when we return, uh, it won't take two months for us to return. Yeah. We're, we're <laughs> back on our schedule. It's still going to be the 15th and 30th of every month. We are sorry for this break. Yep. And uh, but since we are back, you could say that this time we survived the belly of the bees. Thanks for listening. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>